to see you. Would you like a drink? No, I'm driving. Are we having a party? Oh, it's my wife. Your wife? Yes. What is? The balloon? Nick, she's my wife. And more to the point, she can hear you. Can she speak? Don't be ridiculous. Of course she can't. She doesn't have a mouth. But she can hear? Yes. Well, I, I'd i heard the rumours, but I didn't think it was actually true. R- rumours? What rumours? What have people been saying? Just that you've married a balloon. Nikolai! Sorry, well, nice to meet you, Mrs. Landolfi. Uh, She hasn't taken my name. So, what's her name? Clinton. Clinton? Clinton what? Cards. Clinton cards? Are you mad? Yes, as a matter of fact, very. Your behaviour has been appalling. I invite you round, I offer you drinks, I introduce you to my wife and you just stand there making the cruelest of comments. Put yourself in her shoes. How would you feel? I, um, full of hot air. Oh, Clinton. Right, Isaac, in you go. Rotate the hip. Rotate the hip. That's sloppy. Grace, in you go. What's that? That's the Magna Carta. You're taking the Magna Carta in the pool and getting it all wet. It's going to be ruined. Daniel, you're next. Front crawl, that's excellent. Good head position, well done. Lauren, is that your dad? Yeah, don't bring him again, please. Ava, more kicking, less shitting, come on. Matthew, no backpacks. What's that? That's a highly explosive device, that's very naughty, Jesus. Jesus, in you go, I won't ask you again. Zoe, stop vaping. Jesus, come on, it's only a 10 metre board. Emma, push him in. What? He stopped breathing? Well, resuscitate him. Come on, you've all been taught first aid. Use a defibrillator. Punk Shui, where have you been? Short stories from real people. John was sad because he found out his missus had been shagging around. John confronted his missus. She denied it. Short stories from real people. We're speaking to Elliot Darby-Jones after an eventful dressage competition. Elliot, you rode into the stadium with your horse, who it has to be said looked visibly pumped up for this event, full of beans, and a rather large erection, I noticed. Yes, but that was of no consequence, and the officials were perfectly on side with it. But not with your erection, it seemed. No, the Korean judge was very perceptive, I must say. Now, you opened with a PF, followed by a triple counter, then you did something no other Briton has done before. You managed to colonise Congo. Yes. Did you see the look on their faces? Indeed. And you introduced a new element after that. What was it? Yes, I did an impression of 70s comedian Stan Boardman. And could you give us a blast of that now? The Germans bombed our chippy. And of course you were disqualified for that, weren't you? That's right. But then quite quickly reinstated. Why was that? Sexual favours. Right, and finally, how do you respond to accusations that you were actually riding a pantomime horse? Well, I was. I've made no secret of that, but it was, in fact, a horse inside of the pantomime outfit. Is that so? Yes, one at the back and one at the front. Um... Sorry, you're saying there were two horses in the suit? Ah, yes. Now that was a secret, you see. Oh, bad luck. Still, you own half of Scotland. That should be of some comfort to you. Yes, I rather wanted more, though. Hmm. 
Well, redirect some of those sexual favours and I'm sure that we can come to an agreement ourselves. Yes, Daddy. Brown, fizzy, red can. My friends drink it to socialize. They are dynamic, friendly people. Everywhere, always. Not my friends, the red con. The comedian Frank Gravel has died today at the age of 73. Mr Gravel suffered from a distressing cardiac arrest. His soulless body will now rot underground, and experts agree he will not exist in any form. Our editor Paul Mitchum has this report. He said, I want those spur ribs. I said, you'll need spur ribs in a minute, son. Frank Gravel was one of Britain's favourite comics. Originally a stand-up, he was perhaps best known for playing Archie in sitcom Dirty Dozen where he first coined his iconic catchphrase. Oh, there's peace in me cattle! <laughs> Gravel died in the early hours of the morning, when his heartbeat came to a grinding halt. The actor would have felt tremendous pain and shock as he recognised his mortality. It's thought that Gravel will now be subject to a never-ending abyss. Fellow comedian John Times too paid his tribute. He was a wonderful man with a wonderful career, but now he's sadly nothing and nobody and without any reference to who he once was. What about that catchphrase, though? Yes, piss in my kettle was a memorable line, but those four words really pale in comparison to the endless void that he is now staring into. Yes, but is there any comfort that Gravel can take from such an illustrious career at the top? No, the past does not exist, and he has no memory of it. Mr Gravel will now endure a dark and unpleasant expiration, an endless solitary confinement, death almost trivialising the minute blip that was his life. Oh, Brenda, there's only two of us getting it in this house, and one of them's the plant. <laughs> Frank Gravel, who was a person. Jack, you're all next, lad. And not ready, boss. I don't know where my drink is. Your drink? Get slipped off and go and warm up now. I can't, boss, not without my drink. I need it. Right, you're not going on. Phil, warm up instead, son. Will do. Boss? Why's Jack not going on? He's lost his bottle. Next. Hello, St. Peter. Name? David Jones. Oh, yes, David Jones. Uh, unfortunately, it's a no. Uh, no? What? Why? I'll just bring your file up. Right, here it is. It's because on the 5th of July 2018, you... Yes, you, you spat from your friend's balcony onto the street. But I don't even remember that. Well, you did. The file never lies. Whose balcony was it? Uh, Jason... Jason Smith's, yes. Now I remember, but look, I only spat because I thought I was going to be sick. You could have spat in a bin, but you didn't. And you did it, knowing full well that there was a chance that you could hit someone. But I've been good. I was a loyal husband. I volunteered for the Red Cross. Sorry, that's just the way it goes. No second chances. Goodbye. God. Yes, Peter? 
I feel a bit bad. But why, son? Because I'm sending all these people away, and they've not really done anything wrong. I mean, the guy I just spoke to, all he did was spit off a balcony once. Yes, but Peter, we've got a bit of an overcrowding problem. We've let too many in, and it's starting to be a drain on our resources. I don't want John from Wigan inviting his mates round every Sunday afternoon for a barbecue. I'm watching the F1. You can't just let any Tom, Dick or Harry in. Listen, Peter, we can't let our standards slip any more than they have already. And besides, it's not as if they're even from here anyway. Send them back is what I say. But God, they can't go back. That's the point. They're dead. Dead stupid, you mean. Just do your job, Peter. Break time's over. Yes, God. Next. Ah, oh, Mr. Attenborough. Remember when you punched a horse? No. Seriously, the slightest bit of critique and she goes ballistic. Let me give you a piece of advice on women, okay? When they show you an outfit, you say, that looks great. Never say anything else. No, she sees through it. She sees through it no matter how I put it. She's so sensitive and... Oh, she's here now. I'll call you back. Well, what do you think? You look like a sack of shit. <laughs> oh, come on. What have I said now? Honestly, you're like a puzzle. Is he? What's in your box? A beetle. No way. I've got a beetle in mine too. Can I have a look? No, mate. You might crush it. I won't. I promise you won't. I can't trust you, though. Well, how can I trust you that you've also got a beetle in your box? I don't think there's a beetle in there. There is, though. How do I know? Because I'm telling you, there's a beetle in it. But how do I know that you're like, what you think of as a beetle is actually what I think of as a beetle? Because it's black and it's an insect. Yeah, but it still might be different to what I think a beetle is. How do I know what your like, concept of black is? It might be different to mine. Alright, close your eyes then. Okay. What do you see? Nothing. Well, the colour of that nothing is what I think of as black. But might be different to what I think of as black. It shows you beetle. No. Fair fucks. Music's like a stack of pancakes in a warm bed dreaming of honey. It's like a caterpillar having a wank in a sock. It's like cheese on toast. Music, I mean, not the, not the caterpillar having a... Yeah. You can find music where you least expect it. In a bed Fred or a monkey's arse. You know, you can open the front door and there's a postman belting out fog on the tine and, and he's asking you to waggle your finger on his electronic device. And that's pumping out music too. You know, Bjork or something. Music's like a journey. It starts off in a factory in Telford and ends in a, you know, in a, in a factory in just outside of Telford. You can't give birth to music. You can nurture it. You can school it. You can you can send it on a mechanical engineering course, but it's it's not something you can conceive. I mean, you can, but you can't cook rice in a printer, for instance. People think music's a sound, but really it's more of a towel that you wrap a wet dog in, and and that's an expression of love and aggravation when when it wriggles around and. I broke my ankle on a radiator valve that way, actually. I, I, I slipped on a wet floor. and It can be a nuisance, but, you know, I didn't train it when I was young, so 
I should have done, but I was I was balancing two jobs and I lost custody of my child. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's music. Join me, Patrick Kelly, for the Music Hour on Humor Syndicate. Um, it's nearly five o'clock. Is it all right if I go? Okay. Have a good weekend. Don't tell me what to do on my weekend, you fascist. Hello, welcome to Brief Discussions. I'm joined today by Professor Lance McCauley. Professor, thank you for joining us. Good evening. Professor, we've been accused on this show of not providing enough time for our guests. We are interrupting programmes to bring you an important announcement. A short while ago, Buckingham Palace released the following statement. Her Majesty the Queen says, Consciousness is infinite. The piss remains in the kettle. Frank Gravel lives on. We will now return back to your scheduled programme. And may I say thank you for affording me the time to convey that information. Not at all. I'm aware time is normally brief on this show. Professor, I couldn't possibly have cut you off. That was perhaps the most powerful message ever broadcast. You will save thousands of lives with that information. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was Brief Discussions. Time isn't precious at all because it is an illusion. What you perceive as precious is not time, but the one point that is out of time, the now. That is precious indeed. The more you are focused on time, the more you miss the now, the most precious thing there is. Time is an illusion. All negativity is caused by an accumulation of psychological time and denial of the present. Unease, anxiety, tension, Stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough present. Guilt, regret, resentment, grievances, sadness, bitterness and all forms of non-forgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough present. John? John! Yeah? Hurry up, mate. We're booked in at Nando's for five and it's half four now. Coming. You're listening to the Limoncello Podcast. Last month, we held a competition for a chance to meet Keris Matthews, a prize won by Mr Chris Bennett of Chester. It's since transpired Mrs Matthews was unaware of the competition. For that, we would like to sincerely apologise to the singer. We drove Mr Bennett 300 miles to visit Mrs Matthews at her home in West London. Upon our visit, Mrs Matthews did agree to a short conversation on her front drive. 
In addition to the visit, we had booked an hour's bouldering session at Kensington Leisure Centre, where Matthews was expected to compete with Mr Bennett on the wall, before a meet and greet with finger food for VIP club members. Mrs Matthews carried out the obligation, but a statement from her legal team now says she did so under duress. The Limoncello podcast strongly denies that accusation. Our sound engineer Paul says Mrs Matthews did mention feeling burdened, even pressured to attend, but at no point did she cite coercion. Later that evening, we dropped off Mrs Matthews at her home after a brief and cordial exchange. Her husband, Mr Abbott, has alleged, however, that he and his wife were subject to abuse. Mr Abbott says, Me and my wife were shepherded into our garden marquee, where Kerry's was bullied into a rendition of road rage. I was then threatened with violence should my wife fall short of standard. A member of the Limoncello podcast team, the tallest with parted black hair, that's our editor Steve, said, and I quote, Do it right or we will stone the prick. Amid the aftermath, Mr Abbott claims a sundial was stolen and their birdbath filled with Guinness. The Limoncello podcast takes these allegations seriously. We would like to stress that these accusations are false. Yes, our team can be boorish, but not to this extent. Tests reveal there was as little as four to six units of alcohol present per each member of our team, a relatively low amount of alcohol for such an occasion. Is it really plausible that our four-man team of professionals carried out these deeds? Please rest assured, if the answer's no, by the way, please rest assured that next month's prize, a drive around Norfolk with Martin Brundle, will still take place. And here we are in the second bedroom. It's been recently repainted. Period feature fireplace, high ceiling, has a dado rail, uh, new PVC windows. Great. And, and when, when were they put in? Uh, just last year, so they're good. No, it's great. It's spacious. I mean, what I'm looking for, really, is a decent-sized spur room, because that's where my office will be. <coughs> what, what, what? What's that? Oh, what's that noise? Yeah, that. That noise I just heard. It's a siren. A siren? Yeah, a siren. Right. Um, what does it do? Oh, it just screams every few seconds. Isn't that, isn't, isn't that annoying? I never really thought about it, to be honest. How often does it do that? Sometimes it goes for a good few minutes without, and then it... Uh... And then what? And then that. And then what? And then that. Okay, well, I'll be honest with you. I probably won't go ahead and rent the place because, um, well, I'd actually like to sleep for more than 10 seconds, so... Oh, he stops at night. Really? Yeah, stops around 10, 10, 15. Oh, well, that changes everything. I think you've got yourself a deal. The Limoncello Podcast.
us on Twitter or on Facebook at Humor Syndicate. From Humor Syndicate. Dot com.